Sun's out and shades are in. Get your home summer ready with custom window treatments from blinds.com. Get a high-end look without the high-end price with the most popular outdoor shades and transform your backyard into the perfect weekend oasis with light filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now, Blinds.com is offered up to 35% off everything, making it a breeze to upgrade any room in your home, indoors or out. With over 25 million blinds sold and 35,000 five-star reviews, there's a reason why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from the start to finish, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments online easy with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Sunshine and barbecues are in the forecast. Upgrade your backyard and window treatments with Blinds.com today and enjoy your new view all summer long. Go to the link in our show notes to up to to say shop up to 35% off our website. That's the link in our show notes for up to 35% off site-wide rules and restrictions may apply. Well, it's been a while. You there? I think so. Can you hear me? <laughs> I, I, I think so. Um... Houston, we have a problem. Yes! Man, it's been a while. Um, so, you know, that was, that was the perfect intro, by the way. <laughs> so, it's, it's been a while since I heard the music, but uh -huh. then it hasn't because you know I was on that long string a whole week where I was in post production, so yeah. I heard the music every day. And then right, right. you know, life been happening, so we ain't been doing uh, the podcast, so I haven't heard the music. But then I watched the show when it airs because the past couple of weeks we've been giving y'all shows right on our YouTube channel. Uh, click below to subscribe right now. So, uh, yeah. And you know what else happened today? For the first time in about 14 months, man. What you got? I played drums. Actually, about 15, 15, 16 months. Yeah. Um, you know how it is in church. Uh, they was uh, shouting. <laughs> what you was and... by the spirit? You just hopped on the drums? <laughs> That's exactly what happened, bro. Um, shout out to my mentee, Devin. I said, Devin. Um, I saw, you know, I heard like they, the, the, the organist was playing and go, dun, 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 dun. I was like, hey, Devin, zoom the camera on the pastor. I'm about to go to the drums. I don't want people to see me. So I sure enough, I walked up there. It's funny because I like walked past my dad. So he hasn't played. He hasn't been playing again. He's just been in the back. So right. I'm like, I wanted to be like, 
come on, let's go. But I was like, shoot, he ain't got his guitar. So I walked up there. So people was wondering, like, you know, and it, you know, since COVID is um did doing what it's doing, I almost yeah. said slow down, but right. we have like some new people there. Okay. Um, so they was like, Man, you do everything. We thought you was just something was wrong with the microphones or something. And then I was like, I went, I, I went to the um I went to the uh, organist, and mind you, this is a new guy. I never played with him, okay. so I was like, "Hey, uh, I'm about to go up there." And he was like, "Well, alrighty then." <laughs> it, it, it was as if uh, like I was entering a match, and I was like, you know, they needed a tag partner, and right, I was like, right. "Yeah, I, I'm about to get in the ring." And I grabbed the tag rope with my gear. Um, right. Like they had drums and stuff up there, but yeah, man, uh, I played for the first time, and man, <laughs> it's been a while. Well, how, did, oh, how good. does it feel? Let's 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 do a small interview real quick. So how, <laughs> how does it feel to get back on the drums? Uh, it's, it, it, it's like have, a color, it's like a color purple slash blues brothers two thousand moment where you just walk into the <laughs> church and you just hop up there and start going with the choir. Yeah, um, it felt good. I have to say, uh, drums wasn't in the best of condition. Uh, there there wasn't my drums. There wasn't my sticks. Uh, but you know, um. I had to, you know, do what I had to do. The cymbals sound good. The snare wasn't the best. Um, I, I am like a wrestler. I keep my gear in the car, and oh, I actually cool. drove my car instead of we drove my car instead of the wife's car. So uh -huh. had I known, I could have used my snare. But uh, for the what it was, I mean, it was just shouting music, and that's kind of like my favorite thing to play. So it worked out. Okay. Well, you know, you know, the one question I'm always asking you. This is an inside joke. <laughs> Did you stay in the pocket, son? <laughs> Oh, I had to. I had to. And look, the funny thing is, so now my dad is in the back just watching. So uh -huh. he was like, yeah, he said, y'all was tight, too. You was right there in the pocket. He was right there with you. And I said, shout out to the organist, because most organists could be like, oh, I want to do my own thing. You know, and yeah. like, I didn't never play with this guy. I don't know if he could play. But, um, you know, he, I was right there with him. He, we was in sync. Like, we played a couple of times before. Well, if Pop gives you the thumbs up, man, you 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 ain't you in good space. So I I take it, you know, as long as he said it was straight, then it's straight. I take it. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, how you been? It's been a while. Oh boy, ask me again next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been uh yeah you know we've been uh as they say ripping and running, yeah. and we still dropping that's, content. You know, that's I'm fresh I'm out of BlurCon. Yeah, let's let's in, indulge a little bit. How how was that? I was this is the this is your third experience. Yeah. Right. You know, could yeah. Could you speak on, you know, interacting with the wrestling fans for the first time being on the road and who knows what. So, uh, man, these past two weeks um, was back on the road. You know, last week was Ring of Honor last That's Sunday. Right. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, shout out to Amber Rodriguez and Blake. Um, you know, our good friend Blizz who joined the party for WrestleMania. Did, um, did he go? Yeah. Yeah. We was all together. Okay. Um, we was it was funny because Amber said, you know, she had her uh, daughter, Minnie Rodriguez, and I had my kids. And that was my um, my kids first Ring of Honor show, my daughter's first wrestler show, period. Mm -hmm. And uh, Amber's daughter's first show that Amber wasn't wrestling on. Um, and the two girls were happy. You know, they were sitting there playing with each other. Um, and she was like, yeah, hey, you know, you got Blake, no kids. And he's just like. Man, and so Amber goes, well, we're going to have to send them to Uncle Blake and let him let them terrorize it. He said, yeah, and they'll come back with a lot of sugar. Um, I, was, I was surprised that he actually went. You know, I, you know, I was I was curious about that. Yeah, it was uh, fun, though. You know, it was good to see people. You know, that time I saw Doc, the D, we all, you know, and that was my first time seeing Doc. I mean, man, in almost, I mean, you know, well over a year, obviously. I'm probably almost two years considering the pandemic and all the shows. So, yeah, I think it was two years mm -hmm. since I had seen Doc. Uh, same with Corey, almost, and um, you know, so I saw him. Uh, the gentleman 
we just, just saw we just saw Corey like two weeks ago. <laughs> I'm tripping. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking of a wrestler show. <laughs> in a wrestler show, though. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, man, time flies. Um, but there was the uh, gentleman. I don't know if you remember, and I, his name was Keith. But he does uh, wrestling poetry. Well, he does poetry and spoken word. And he talked about it went viral a couple weeks ago on the social networks about how like why wrestling wasn't fake and why it was important to him, right? Sure, and sure, he sure. he did this, and um, you know, I I forgot. I was like, oh yeah, that is the dude from you know he's from around the way, well around the area. He used to be at the RCW show, so I got a chance to see him. Shout out to you know a lot of other people, uh, Big Zaire, Matt Reichel. Um, and so many more people, uh, Janelle from Jabba Tears and Sir Wilkins from Jabba Tears, they came down. So, and I'm, I'm missing people, but you know, it was good to see them at Ring of Honor, and then it was good to see people at BlurCon as well. Shout out to Two Champs, he came through, Fam for Black Wrestler came through, you know, and it, it felt good these past couple of weeks to be back in these spaces again. Sure. Um, something you know, like for me. I hadn't been in, you know, my last time I had that break was when I left uh, to go to Connecticut. And then I came down when we hung out and uh, we was there with, uh, you know, Brandon and uh, Blake. And, you know, there was also a show Amber was on the night um, redacted from redacted one, the MCW redacted, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, it was the night Luke Hawks was there and Matt Hardy, I believe, mm-hmm. um, you know, so you it was really connected on that show. Yeah, I was in Connecticut and I came in town. Um, that weekend, I forgot why. I think it was my sister's dance anniversary. That's what it was. Is that the was, same one that did Devon did the signing at? Bingo. Yep. And okay. Caitlin. And Caitlin. And, and, and so, Kate. <laughs> keep saying that. <laughs> Caitlin's ex-husband, folks, Google him. Brian Cage. Um, uh, the real way Alice swears out he is Brian Cage. You couldn't tell me now. I swear to goodness, I swear to beans. <laughs> I thought it was, I swear to beans. I swear to beans. I thought it was Brian Cage. I was like, oh snap, it's Caitlin's husband. Well, the funniest thing is though. Because I didn't really know like who Brian Cage was at the time. Right. So then afterwards, when you said it, you know, and I was like, yo, that dude really did look like Brian Cage. He said it like a couple of years later. Um, but, boys, you know, that was the voice of curtain jerk and security. At the time, yeah. yeah. Leo Rush and uh, Redacted Dream. Um, you know, so at that time, you know, that was like my <laughs> That was my time I was away from, you know, this area and then coming back, it felt good. And it was kind of like this again, you know, because even since I've been back home, I've always gone to at least wrestle at least once a year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those things, um, man, I can't wait for you to get back in the space because I'm telling you now oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> the people will be excited. And you always say that. And then you really start seeing the reaction like, I guess Brian do know what he's talking about. <laughs> it, it blows my mind every time. I just never look at myself that way. But I'd be shocked. Like, oh, wow. I- Sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, it was real cool. Um, man, I forgot the dude's name. And it was oh man. Uh and he told me yesterday he subscribed to all of our stuff too. I want to say man, I don't want to mess his name up, but a gentleman I hadn't seen since the last blur con, and he was like, Man, I'm I'm so mad I missed the panel. He said, Man, you know, I, I catch all your stuff. And we we had the conversation about Randy Orton and Kenny Omega, and he was like, Oh man, I gotta check that out because I believe it. I want to hear what you gotta say about it. So, uh, but yeah, BlurCon felt real good to be around amongst the people again. That's dope. I said, uh, hopefully, like I said, you know, once once things kind of get a little more situated, I'll be uh, I'll have the room, I should say, to be able mm-hmm. to you know, make 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 towns and keep on taking books like we've been doing. So it's just been uh, we've been on a hot streak in this tenth anniversary of what we've been doing, even though we lost like 
we lost like four years worth of stuff. <laughs> well, we making up for it. There you go. You know, that's that's this is the best part about it. I just I didn't realize even though it's a small audience, it's still an audience, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you know, when you hear what people have to say about us and the impact that we've been able to make just based off the conversations that we had and who we are as individuals, man, it it makes it makes it all worthwhile to realize, you know, and, and also it helps people realize like look, you're not alone in this. You know, in, in this niche in the genre, and you can be yourself, and don't be ashamed to be who you are. And you know, mm -hmm. oh, I gotta give a big shout out to Uncle Rob, as we call him, Rob Parker from Fox Sports One. Um, he came down to the D.C. area on Saturday, and he, um, you know, he told me a couple weeks ago he was coming to town, so you know, it'd be nice to meet up. And uh, you know, we had lunch together. It was me, him, and a few other local journalists in the area. Um, he's kind of like one of the people, like. He brings everybody together. And even though he's like literally on TV every day, right? Yeah. And on Fox Sports One, he doesn't carry himself as this. He's too big to talk to anybody. He you never know? did. That's that's why he got the nickname Uncle Rob amongst those yeah. other guys. You know, mm -hmm. like, and like and, and and you guys aren't the only pictures I've seen go up with uh with Uncle Rob. You know what I mean? He's yeah, he's been, he made his rounds, you know what I mean? I was like, there he is, you know. It's uh it's it's very it's very unique to have someone that's that genuine and that consistent, yep. you know, with a bunch of no names. You know, we we're always young, up and coming, but he has he has never forgotten our faces. He's always willing exactly. to extend a hand. And like I say, even if you don't always recognize you in person, like, oh yeah, yeah, we talk all the time. I'm coming through, let's have lunch and catch up. So mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm you know. Yeah, I walked in, you know, the restaurant. I, I'm like texting him, like, "Hey, man, I'm on my way." He said, "Walking in now." He goes, "Hey, what's up, Brian?" I was like, "You know, you know, he's, you know, he sees the Rome shirt, the other one, and he's like, man, you know, how's the wrestling stuff going, man?'" I see, you know, y'all, y'all consistent, and I told him, you know, so that felt good too. You see somebody that recognize you and your brand as well, um, right? You know, so he, shout out to him and for anybody who's baseball fans, I'm gonna give him a free plug. Check sure. out MLBbro.com. You know, it's um there's always this conversation about black and brown players playing baseball, and people feel traditions feel they don't play it the right way, but what they don't understand is especially in the South American countries, that it's a way of life down there, and it's like a party, the same way we play basketball in the streets and there's like the loud music playing and whatnot. That's how they play baseball over there. So when they doing the bat flips and the jumping around and stuff, that's what they used to. So, um, you know, huge shout out to them. Um, you know, so he's putting these people on the map just with this website. So, um, it was cool. No, I can, I can imagine just to speak briefly on the cultural differences. I know bat flip and baseball is considered disrespectful. You know, yeah, I mean? you're like you're trying to you do a bat flip in baseball. I mean, you're really trying to send a message that isn't so nice, and then but to hear that kind of just be like a kind of an act of showboating and having fun, you know, kind of trash talking amongst your, you know, your competitors, mm -hmm. you know, in, in South America when it comes to baseball. But of course, in the States, it's America's great pastime. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like some of the things, like, right? If, like Fernando Tatis Jr., who's going to become the face of baseball if he's not already, right? Mm -hmm. There was a time he had the bases loaded. They were up by like eight to nothing or whatever, right? The count is 3-0. Three balls, no strikes. So generally, when it's a 3-0 and count, the pitcher, to get himself together again, he will throw a strike down the middle just to kind of get back. back. Count. Yeah, yeah, just to kind of find his space again, right? To find his yeah. rhythm. So... There was one time Tatis Jr., it was a 3-0 count. Like I said, they winning. Bases loaded. 3-0. Mm -hmm. Boom! He cracks it. Hits out of the park. And they're yelling at him as he's running around on the bases. Play the game the right way. Respect the game. Respect the game. And that's why I think a lot of people, you know, they're like, all right, y'all got all these rules. Let's just turn away and play something else. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, who knows? It's it's, it's the crazy world we live in. Not mm-hmm. like Brian H just got me to talk about baseball. So <laughs> crazy day. Yeah, man. But uh speaking of craziness, before we get into the dice pay-per-view or last night's pay-per-view, whenever you're listening, um, my wife handed me this bag and she told me. Don't open this until I get on the show because apparently you sent it her way and said, wait till the show. <laughs> so you're gonna you gonna uh, take a look or what? I, I'm, I'm ready for this. I'm gonna see what this is. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, I'll be doggone. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, finally. I finally got no mercy. The real the way now that kept saying it. He told me to get it. He told me to get it. And then he made it happen. So um, yeah, we should cut the show off so I can play. <laughs> no. Oh man. Uh I guess so. I guess since I'm doing Twitch. So funny story. I'm on Twitch a couple weeks ago playing SmackDown vs. Raw. And this guy on your screen or on the other side of the mic, wherever you listen, tells me, Boo, where's no mercy? I'm like, I I, I don't have it yet. So uh this is a good brother right here. He assured. I think, sure funny, I, I think the funny part was you didn't know it was me at first until you read the, the description. You're like, wait, what does that say? Realness 42? Right. Like, yeah, like, yeah, that's me. I know you're, you're saying realness. Yep, that's that's like, well, you know, I'm waiting for the 24. Like, no, nah, it's 42 this time. Yeah, so I had that chase down a Nintendo 64 for months. Finally got one. Shout out to Jamari for uh, getting me WCW NWO Revenge. Great, um, great game, so, great game. So I'm ready to, uh, yeah, hop into this. Uh, you know, it actually came with a Superman WCW versus the World. Uh, I mean, WCW versus NWO World Tour, which I had fun. I was streaming that, and it came with Mayhem, and that game is still not good. Mayhem wouldn't have been a bad game, but you can't downgrade. Like if yeah. that was the first, I played intro- play Mayhem. I played with Kenny Chaos a lot. Okay, I don't know why. I just see this. I guess his outfit. You know, I'm an outfit guy, so mm-hmm. who knows. You know, um, I've been listening to, I was listening to Bischoff talking about, no, Jeff Jarrett finally telling his story about Bash at the Beach 2000. Mm-hmm. Or was that 99? 90, I think it was, whatever. What, you know, the well, infamous know. night, Booker T was the championship. Sure. And yeah. now I'm like, I, I want to go back and look at that because, you know, hearing it from his side, he doesn't like, he doesn't diss Hogan. But one of the things he said was that if Hogan was the locker room leader, he should have did something along the lines of, all right, y'all, we need to get WCW back the way it is. Less, you know, he should have led the charge instead of, you know, Hogan was just about the money, you know, hits business for himself. Yeah. And, and you really that's see what the reputation that. was, I should say. And, and, and listening to Jared, that's what it sounds like, you know. Um, but that takes me to the night. Um, <clears throat> money in the bank. You want to start with the clothes? It's up to you. Like this is, you know how we do. So yeah, I, I want to get right into it. John Cena returns after a uh, a phenomenal match between Roman Reigns and Edge, which we'll talk about. But I, like I said, with John Cena, he was that guy who said, "Okay, let's step our game up." You know, and then you you've gone on record saying a lot of times that he wouldn't leave until he felt the company was in good hands. Hence the AJ Styles coming along. It's like, oh, okay, this guy's got it. Roman Reigns doing his thing. But John Cena back tonight, man. I know that's your guy. Um, is it? Yeah, oh, come on now. Uh, <laughs> we got videos to prove it. Um, you was a part of the Cena Nation. I, I think was. you you was the first person 
that shit. was around my age at I the time. Yeah. No, that, that I remember literally saying, I'm a Cena fan. Before the rock, like before, like they got really heavy involved. Mm-hmm. It was like right at the beginning, right? Because so you know, for those who don't know, we met in 2011, the year the road started, mm-hmm. and it was around the time when we met was around the road to WrestleMania 27. Right. And so you had the Rock and Cena, and then you had like the Miz was there, right? And you, I remember you saying like, "Yo, I'm a Cena fan," but I and I'm like, "Well, most people wouldn't say they were Cena fans, you know? Right. They yeah. not not in our demographic, so." Your thoughts on um what you saw last night? I mean tonight, whatever. Um, and money in the bank. Oh man, it was uh. You talk, we talk about the whole thing. We talk about the main event. Just... Well, let's go to let's talk about first Cena coming back, and then we'll jump into the main event. It go. It goes. It goes to show you what I always say when I when it comes to the wrestlers that really love the business that still are trying to protect the business. John Cena kind of teased the return before, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm definitely coming back, but I don't know when my next match will be. You know what I mean? Kind of um, calculated. Uh, it's it's almost like catching a, catching lightning in a bottle. You couldn't think of a perfect opportunity for him to return the first pay-per-view back with, you know, with fans in attendance. And I know for these first couple weeks or however long they plan to do it, it's going to be a lot of surprises to kind of kind of jumpstart things and you know kind of jolt the wwe product back into the wwe stratosphere as far as trying to make money on the road again like i remember at one point they were talking about oh yeah wwe may never go back to doing live events they just announced like 50 <laughs> dates in a row you know what mm-hmm. i mean and i'm like they're going back on the road i'm like at some point they're going to start making these phone calls to try to bring some people back because you know they they need that talent on the road unless they start just moving up young talent but cena coming back tonight after a a, a classic from roman reigns and edge i was it's probably one of the best matches I've seen from them both because what they uh what what became a almost a dream matchup became almost now a classic timeless rivalry. Um I saw something that I've I, I I have always criticized Reigns about, which is why I never liked him early on, was I saw his reigns tonight on a whole different level. He has just gone to the stratosphere. Talk about it. I mean, I'm talking everything from him talking in between holds, his facial expressions, everything. I'm like, oh, yeah, he gets it now. Like, it it, it goes back to what I always say about we're going to have to do a show about, you know, what maybe Vince was right. Vince McMahon sees things almost 15, 20 years before we all do. And we look at him like he's crazy for it, but he was right. You know, Roman is, is the guy. Like, I watched him tonight. And I'm like, man, he put on that classic with Edge. And, of course, Edge... Edge is like having a blast. He's getting a chance to work with this young group of guys that he probably was up next to work with, you know, during that transition year. Those trend, you know, where you know one group of talent was kind of starting to be uh phased out. And you know, you know, he he missed the early runs of the Daniel Bryans and the Seth Rollins and the Roman Reigns and that group of guys and girls being made. Uh, but for them to put on that, they they told a, a great story. Mm-hmm. And they they told it in a way, and this is this is when you know you're dealing with greatness. When you have a dance partner that can orchestrate and pull off, they really won. They did three major things that I've noticed about that main event. Was one, it didn't matter who won and who lost, right? Mm-hmm. That's how good the match was. The match was. Two, um, they moved the needle. You know what I mean? Because just you, they were so smart. They didn't even give you time to be mad about Edge. 
losing to Roman Reigns because throughout the match they already teased Seth Rollins and, and, and Seth Rollins and Edge. So you got excited about that matchup because they're like, oh, that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. They teased it, and then he Seth Rollins returns back, costing the match. And then after the match, he didn't even go after Roman. He went after Seth Rollins, and I'm like, man, you don't even have time to be mad about the fact that Edge lost. Genius. There's nothing to complain about because now instead of being like, oh, well, why couldn't it? You're like, well, well forget that. Edge and Seth Rollins about to go at it because Edge, like, he ready to kill Seth Rollins. And Especially knowing that he's the reason. Yeah. There's so much emphasis on the important things. This is the one title I want to come back in, in the chief because I have not done it. Who knows if it really means that behind closed doors, but that's the story that they're going with, right? Yeah. And Seth Rollins ruined that? Oh, boy. <laughs> Seth Rollins is in for a doozy. So going into SummerSlam, you're like, oh, man, we're going to get Seth Rollins versus Edge. First of all, the buildup is going to be insane because they're both great talkers. Mm-hmm. They're both great entertainers. They're well in tune with who they are at this point in their careers. And Edge is just like he he brings a very he brings this movie star persona because he his acting chops really takes things to the next level. You know what I mean? The time he had away from wrestling has really, you know, paid off tremendously in his presentation now. And then of course, you know, Reigns shows vulnerability, but of course it ends in dominance. Perfect. Because because at one point I was like, oh, oh yeah, Reigns is gonna pass out. Like I they had me believing that Reigns was gonna lose, and I was excited for Referee goes down in a freak accident. You know, it wasn't a typical bump to the rear. It was something like, oh, man, he his, his head hit Charles Robinson's knee and took mm, him out. He rolled out the ring. You know, just, just a quick moment. And then, once again, we we they teased us the next story with the Usos. They they can't always come to Roman's rescue because they got Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio down their backs. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and they, the, that's a whole set of stars right there. And then, of course, it's all said, no, we knew something was going to happen because they were still lingering around. I'm thinking... Reigns probably cut a promo. He says a few words, and of course, who comes back? The Golden Child. As if you want to, if you, as if you didn't want to add more money to your pockets. Mm-hmm. John Cena makes his triumphant return, and and it was just like this to, to almost no booze because he's been gone that long, and and Reigns has been that dominant, and you have a guy that has historically been that dominant. You're like, oh boy, it moved the needle forward. There's nothing to complain about tonight because they gave us enough to look forward to tomorrow. So the cooler talk is, is only going to be a short moment of disappointment in, you know, in regards to who won and who lost. But at the same time, though, they've already got you excited about what's going to happen afterwards. And I'm like, man, it, it doesn't the storytelling doesn't get any better than this when you accomplish more than one thing going into, you know, your main event and then going into the next the next chapter, the next phase, the next the next whatever's next, you know, for 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 the brand is like this is the re. You know, the 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 the, the, re, the restart of WWE's the reset button. You know, yeah. back, back on the road, back to making money. You know what I mean? Back to becoming a, a billion dollar corporation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was, it was, a, it was one, a one of the things, man, with uh, Seth Rollins and Edge, that, that like, they not, they kind of like mirror each other. And when I mean mirror each other, mm-hmm. you got, yep. yeah, you got your Cena Orton's, your Brett. Sean, your Austin Rock, and then you look at Seth Rollins and you think, like, man, like you just brought up about the fact that Edge was probably up next to work with those guys, right? Mm-hmm. And even though Edge is like, when you think of Edge, you think of John Cena, but with Cena, you always think of Orton, you know, it's kind of like that whole Yankees, I mean, it's kind of like the whole Duke, North Carolina, but then uh, Wake Forest hates uh, or NC State hates them, but it's like y'all not really our rival, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. So, yeah. And, and, and I'm sitting there thinking, as you're talking, like, man, imagine if those two were like 
in the same generation per se. You know how many classics, but now Edge is rejuvenated. And I think tonight, now I've been, I'm an Edge fan, right? Mm-hmm. But this comeback, it was just like, man, all right. You know, like when Daniel Bryan went down, really? you felt that? I, 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 I wasn't as excited. And, and maybe because I don't know, I don't know what it is. Maybe because I've just been like really enjoying this Roman run that I ain't want nothing to even threaten disrupting it. Um, but tonight was the first time, like, all right, now I'm like really fully invested in Edge. And don't get me wrong, I enjoyed his match with Randy Orton last year. I enjoyed that whole program, but I was still like trying to get used to it. And there was so much going on in 2020 it. trying to process. It. Yeah, you know, but I still thought they did a phenomenal job considering. But mm-hmm. this right here is like, okay, now I'm ready to see Edge every week, right? And like I said, this is just a personal thing. I can understand. Like, I see why people love him. I, obviously, the pop, it made sense. Now, I don't need to hear him yell, give it to me every week. Pause. Um, but I get... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I actually created a, um, a graphic for my cousin on his uh, show because he says it all the time. I said, look, here's a beep as a pause. Um but he says that like every time, like, but you could see like the intensity he has. You know, you saw that on SmackDown. You mm-hmm. saw it at Money in the Bank. So I'm I'm excited. Like, I'm like, okay, now I'm really, you know, to me, I mean, SummerSlam, they bringing out everything, but I would not be surprised if they steal the show, right? And then you have like John Cena comes back. Let me show you something. Ten years ago was this pay-per-view. Now, oh, wow, that. but that's the screen. What does that say? Oh, wow, money this is bank. Money in the Bank 2011. Oh, wow, oh, so this is trying to key out the green in here. Um, I ain't even got the green screen. Okay, whatever. So, this is Money in the Bank 2011. Um, reason why it's still in the plastic because this is the last Money in the Bank I watched with my late uncle. And oh. so, when um, he passed away, mm-hmm. I went and kind of bought most of the DVDs that we enjoyed together. like like I remember which wrestling pay-per-views we watch. Yeah, um yeah. so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna buy that, even though you know the network. I'm like, I gotta have it in the collection. But like 10 years ago, we saw John Cena and CM Punk put on an instant classic, right? I watched that the other day. I watched yeah, it, it, I watched it two nights ago, I believe. And it was something like we and, and you remember like that promo leading up to it. I remember you calling you during the pipe after the pipe bomb, and he was like Yo, and, and nobody knew what was going to happen, you know, and they, they had everybody on the edge of their seats. And this is the earlier days of the IWC where most people having their blog talks and all that. And, you know, we fast forward. John Cena comes back, you know, and, I, and you know, in our group chat, I'm glad somebody just said, wow, or something. Or yes, I'm glad nobody ruined it, because like as soon as I saw something, my, pe- my uh, app was running slow. And that's when I knew, I said, okay, something just happened. I'm turning down all devices. And sure enough, Cena comes out there. And um, I definitely, you know, flipped, my, I definitely <laughs> flipped my phone over. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I think we're going to get, um, you know, the, the promos. I thought the promos leading up before were okay uh, with him and Roman. But Roman hadn't found himself. We no. And now we're going to get this. We're going to get John Cena's John Cena. But John Cena versus this Roman Reigns. Man, they printing money. Roman was obviously pissed, and I was like, "Good," because he was having his moment. When I say Roman is phenomenal, <laughs> like I, I, I cannot give this guy enough credit. Just to see how he has just—he's really gotten into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think this is what Jer- I remember. Jericho complained a while ago. He's like, "Man, if you ever let this guy just be himself, you, you see how much how ten times better he really is." 
And Jericho said mm-hmm. that years ago, you know, before this whole tribal chief run, but I mean everything. Like he's into it. His mannerisms, his actions, his trash talk. And he was and he was right. He was about to take his victory lap. And then John Cena's yeah. music and it just negated everything that happened in that match. And he looks like he passes the airport test. You and know, like, like even the graphics, like he just has a different look. I was like, Oh yeah. Reigns is definitely gonna be he's gonna be peeled about this because he's <laughs> this is supposed to be his moment. You know, he 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 triumphed over Crazy Edge because he almost lost. Mm-hmm. He was ready to run his mouth, and then the scene his music, hit, and it, nobody cared. Nobody he, cared. He finally got his cousins in line, right? He finally got yeah. them to the point where he needed them. Like this was supposed to be a night of celebration, and John Cena ruined it. Yeah. So, whew, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> like I said, it goes to show you that that WWE they hold back. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know, we we like give us what we want now and make it better, and they're like, nah, we're gonna save the good stuff. We're gonna give you some filler. And y'all just kind of deal with that until the time is right. But they they're they're firing on all cylinders. So yeah. like all, all the complaining that you hear that 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 you probably hear or heard, you don't hear it as much anymore. Exactly. And, and I think that's the biggest thing. I'm like, also you guys are holding back all this time. And, and and don't get me wrong, business is business, and there's always a method to the madness, but it makes me as a fan back off um a little bit more and and not kind of respond in a way that makes it seem like they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's like let's just let's just give it some time and see what happens. Now, after a while, if it doesn't get any better, then of course, let the criticism you know, let the criticism kind of fall in. But until then, like even like I, like I saw the clips. I didn't watch SmackDown, but I was mad that I missed. I don't know what I was doing, but I, I guess I was occupied as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I was out or doing stuff. But when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, you're saving the world, bro!" I was like, "Yo, it's <laughs> it's it's lives up in there." You know what yeah. I mean? Shout out to Dre. Happy birthday to him, by yeah, the way. Happy birthday, my guy, Dre. Yeah, our, our good brother. Fun. But yeah, that's that, that. I was glad he was it's, able to enjoy yeah. himself. You know what I mean? Him being in Houston. I don't know why I thought he was in DC. Like I didn't. I didn't realize SmackDown was in DC. I mean, I mean, it was. It was in Houston. I was like, wait a minute, is Dre in DC yeah. right now? But I was like, oh no, he's in Houston. Yeah, he told us he was going. You know, yeah, I mean, so I much that happened. But uh, you know, I was uh really happy that he he was. You know, you always happy for good people. Um, you know, we celebrating his birthday a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I was happy that he, being like you know a good person and a huge wrestling fan that he is, got to be there for such an iconic SmackDown, the restart of fans. How about how about Vince McMahon's address to the fans? <laughs> this Vince that, like was that not Vince McMahonish? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I guess he said, "Look, I gave y'all the nice speech at WrestleMania. You know, now it's just." You know he gonna heal up on everybody. You you know what I can say right now, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm and I'm saying this right now, and I'm sure you'll you'll clip this off at some point on social media. So let me get <laughs> it straight. I got nothing up my nose when I say this, but for 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 the first time in a long time, I'm really excited about wrestling again. Oh wow! You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you know, wrestling has always been there for me. You know, it, through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. It, when there's a, an escape that I needed anything it was there you know what i mean and it's so much going on in the world of professional wrestling right now that's positive you know we've we've gone through a lot of tough times a lot of difficult situations and circumstances but um just to see that the wwe hasn't lost its buzz just to see that aw's making tremendous shots just to see that impact has finally got fans in the building just to see that you know, the NWA is making strides with, you know, women's wrestling and all the collabs and New Japan, um, you know, doing more U.S. shows. Just There's so much going on right now. NXT 
get getting getting the opportunity to really enjoy the young talent coming up because these are the be the, the superstars we'll be celebrating. Mm-hmm. You know, to see these runs, to see Samoa Joe back in WWE, thank God. Um it's it's really indies. got yeah, and the, the independents get a get a chance to like those the, the ones who are honing their craft to get to these spaces have a chance to get back in front of the audience. Like I said, I remember just like being in front of Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor audience and, and the performance is like, man, this these are some of the most underrated talent that's out there for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But when they get a chance to get in front of the audience, that's their time to show what they can do. And that's yep. ultimately what they build upon for their careers to move forward, to, to make better lives for themselves and their families going forward. And, and for me, that's really exciting. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. difficult when you, when you can't wrap your head around a lot of things in life, but it's like, man, to see that, to have that place of escape again is like, okay, all right, man. And, and, and this pay-per-view was like the SmackDown combined with the pay-per-view. I didn't, the AEW hadn't done it for me yet because I can't get through a whole show. Um, although it has its spots at its hottest, but man, to to watch the show, mm-hmm. it's like SmackDown and to watch the pay-per-view. I was like, okay, we can get through this. We can figure this out. Yeah, um, I, I'll say this, man. Um, it, it's cliche to say that if you don't like WWE or you mad at WWE, turn on something else, right? It's cliche to say that. But I have to say that you brought up a good point. I think, like, with the world professional wrestling, you're starting to see a balance for everybody. There is some wrestling for everybody. You know, you got uh, the NWA doing their women's tournament. You got Ring of Honor doing their women's tournament. So you got two women's tournaments out there. You got Mission Pro Wrestling doing their thing. They're putting together um, a women's show. Um, But then you also, you you know, you got... (laughs) Matt Cardona getting ready to face Nick Cage in a death match. You know, I think he's crazy, but that's what he wanted to do. You know, um, but you, he, you, just, you he just came off a of mixed tag with his wife at uh slam anniversary. See, now, you know, now, now, now before we go forward, how awkward is this? It goes Matt Cardona and his wife was fiance Chelsea Green, mm-hmm. and it's a very toyetic gear, by the way. Um, against his uh, his, his brethren in. Brian Myers and his former girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, Tennille Dashwood. Oh wow! Awkward <laughs> or what? That yeah. by itself was like, I think I gotta go back and catch this one because I, I, how did that work out? But I Me too. Because I didn't get a chance to check out Slam Anniversary or anything yet. Um, you know, I just went, you know, had some mama's cooking after lunch. I mean, after church. So, Wait, so you had itis? No, nah, just just was over there. You know, um, so you didn't have that after right? Nah, no nap. Came okay. home. By the time we got home, it's time to turn on Money in the Bank uh, on the, the worst app ever. Uh, but oh, no. <laughs> Let's get back. Let's get it back. I'm, a, I'm not going to go on a rant. It's coming. <laughs> I just do that. There it is. There <laughs> but, it is. Uh, you know, um, I, mean, but I sat there and, um, you know, it's just so much wrestling. For everybody, and I think this is the best time to be a pro wrestling fan. Um, shout out to the performers because they're so excited to get back out there in front of the fans again that you know they're bringing their A games. And um, you know, but I, uh, let's let's take a quick break. Um, I know it's Money in the Bank tonight. We did do our top five Money in the Banks. For those who do not know, um, I'm gonna give you all a quick preview of the last one because this is actually involving a cash in. And remember, our top five is people who were elevated. So when we get back, we're going to talk about if tonight's winners maybe have a chance to be on a list like this. We'll be back after this. Okay. Special to the wrestling realm. Oh, yeah. I know where you're going now. Special to the wrestling realm at the time the show is about six months old and 
We're oh live. And for those who do not know, we're based out of the great city of Baltimore, Maryland. As we say, Baltimore. I would say we don't. <laughs> well, I say we don't pronounce. You know, I have to but... put on my neutral voice. No, yeah, because people from around the world probably don't know what. The, the, and I'll just go ahead and say two. You happy? Oh, you know, people. Will... I don't get it. Do we sound different? Apparently, we do. Oh. Two, do, through, two, woo. do, through. <laughs> but um, and y'all can go ahead and throw your likes and comments in the YouTube comments. But um, this cash in happened. It was a Sunday night. WWE TLC. You guys should know who it was, but I wish you could be there. I'm adding the movie voice to make it dramatic. Go ahead. Keep going. And it was a match between two behemoths. Two behemoths. For the World Heavyweight Championship, that iconic big gold title. For the World Heavyweight Championship. And one was held by a black man. He was one of the participants, was the black man who's the champion. And that was Mark Henry defending the title. And losing to the Big Show, mm-hmm. but then an angry Mark Henry would send Big Show to the Hall of Pain, and that opened the doors for the Flight of the Valkyries music to hit. And suddenly, Daniel Bryan's running out there with the ref fights. And what was so funny about this, if you remember, and this what made the last moment Seth Rollins kind of like special because mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan promised he was going to be the first. To cash in at WrestleMania, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, wait, I'm not cashing in. I'm going to wait till WrestleMania. I'm gonna be the first person to do it, and that's what I'm gonna win. And all of a sudden, boom! Here he comes, cashes in. He wins the championship, and what was even better, we got a chance to meet him after the show. All right, so make sure you... <laughs> that was a long preview. <laughs> I was like, that I was getting, I was getting to the show again. <laughs> I was like, oh shoot, we got. I'm gonna watch the show like this, like oh, <laughs> like we wasn't there. Make sure y'all check that out. It's on our page, Season 5, Wrestling Realm, uh, our top five million bank winners. Uh, real quick, I just saw a um, thing on Twitter that uh, John Cena did, a, you know, his post, you know, the unaired promo. Uh-oh. He says he's back, so we'll find what out that, what that oh, means. <laughs> Let's see if he's more like his, his brethren, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, he said he was back, too, and he left women another six movies. <laughs> yeah, how about that? But, um... Yeah, so tonight, Money in the Bank. I can't wait to hear your reaction for this. But here's one thing. Um, I'm going to just get into this real quick. Bobby Lashley, victorious over Kofi Kingston, squash match. I know a lot of people didn't like it. Look, if it's anybody, I can understand because it's Kofi and we know what happened before. But if you're going to put over a black man and put over a fellow black man, it made sense considering the story because he called him out. And he told him to get back, and he kind of bit off more than what he could chew. Um, but I got to say this. I think WWE was smart in the way they booked this. Um, well, I, you know, by because people was wondering, like, why is this early? And then I know with that comes, well, why are they doing this before the um, Money in the Bank match? And it's kind of one of those things you said years ago. A lot of times they'll let you down because they know they're going to pick you up. And they're going to let you down again or whatever. And I think it made sense for this match to take place before that. That way you don't have this whole distraction of the cash in. You know, you want to really focus on Bobby having a dominant win for the first, not the first time, but it's been a while since he had a win like that. No, no doubt. I mean, it's just, you, you, it goes back to what we, we've always said about Bobby Lashley. And this is, this is the good news. Mm-hmm. He is getting a credible slow build. And sometimes that means you need credible wins against credible champions. Uh, Kofi is a is a history making WWE champion in the company. 
you know, also one of the most decorated superstars of all time in the company. Mm-hmm. And for him to dominate someone like him, it's 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 only building the the the, the monster of Bobby Lashley. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And 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 that's a push that you know we haven't really seen too many brothers get. You know, it's it's very Brock Lesnar esque to me, and not to compare the two, but the slow build for Bobby Lashley is still going on. Where he's another one, I'm telling you. I watched his promo on, um, I guess Monday was it Monday? He was on. He did the VIP lounge, and his his delivery is so much better. He looks so much more comfortable being this. You know, he when when he kind of approached, uh, he looked unhinged. You know, mm-hmm. he approached MVP and he's like, yo. Kofi called me soft, and that's just this, that, the third. He's like, you know what? I, he was right. He starts throwing things, and MVP looked obviously shook because, you know, they were all just. This is why the hurt business had to break up, right? <laughs> Tell because me this again. whole this black four horseman lifestyle wasn't the point of the group or Bobby Lashley, because mm-hmm. it made him very flat or one dimensional. They're trying to build him to be this monster. It was just it was a key part in the story of the building of Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like the run that I felt like he was not due to get then, but this is what they where they always wanted to go with a character like Bobby Lashley and what he's been able to do. And now he can he can deliver. He I mean he came out there unhinged and MVP was like, Wait, he's like, yo, you you trying to make me feel better with women and, and this is dumb stuff. Like Kofi's right, I am going so. And then he once he destroyed that thing and then he really addressed his issue, the way he addressed what he was gonna do, and then for him to actually come and do it. Like it, it wasn't a squash match. Like it made Kofi look bad. No, Kofi's no joke. And the fact that he took Kofi out in the way that he did shows the level that Bobby Lashley is starting to ascend to. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's going. It's you got to look. You got to think about it. If we get Brock versus Bobby Lashley, it's going to pay off, right? Because you're going to say, "Wait a minute, you're going to have this one giant versus another, or 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 uh, uh, Lashley versus a Goldberg." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It turns into a big deal because it's like, okay, cool. Well, they both had these top dominating wins and these dominating runs, so it makes sense versus someone that's trying to be this versus someone that's already there. Yeah. Um, so it's understandable, you know what I mean? And uh, I, I have no problem with it, like I said, because anytime you got, you know, two two black guys in a program like that and, uh, you know, but pushing each other to be better than they were before, I'm I'm always for it, so. Yeah. So now let's address the elephant in the room. Uh-oh. I, I, I should have clipped this off. Uh, but a couple of months ago, you said in the early days of the Wrestling Room Now podcast, you was having a hard time taking Big E seriously. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, saw what you were seeing, started agreeing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tonight, he's Mr. Money in the Bank. How? What was your thoughts when you saw it happen? One, I was surprised. I, I didn't really, you, you know, usually when you, you go into a money in the bank, you can kind of have your predictions. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have one. You know what I mean? Okay. I, was like, I, I wanted to go in with a clear mind. Let's just watch and see where it goes. But the best part is about the performance of the matches. They did such a good job of distracting me from trying to figure out whether I was right or not. That was the only thing that was distracting during that match. <laughs> Bro. Cause Peacock kept hitting us with the the the, the Peacock the, really uh, care somebody else, baby. <laughs> That's all they kept doing, bro. I was like, yo, what's I, when I say I was getting livid because it was I missed majority of the match. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, bro, I'm, I miss a lot of the spots. It was, and I thought I was trying like, man, is the Wi-Fi hanging up or whatever? I didn't know what was going on. And it was funny because everybody was saying the same thing, like even the benefit of the doubt, and Facebook all blew up. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, boom, 
I'm like, yeah, y'all are killing me, man. Y'all, y'all are killing me. Like, and that's that's why you know usually I'm not one to kind of clap back, but I I, I fussed. I was on Twitter also, <laughs> like I wanted everybody, and in a court, and I wasn't the only one because obviously they WWE mm-hmm. responded like in the middle of the match, like no, they fixed it. It's gonna be yeah, because. I'm like, oh, so so y'all get the fans back and y'all care about us at home when we was all you had, you know. Yeah. I was I was living. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't the only one. But um it, it was I didn't see him winning, which is a pleasant surprise. Okay. Um is he ready now? I think he will be. You know, you <laughs> have you have all that time. I think he had the right momentum going into his IC title run. I think he has found a way to be himself mm-hmm. and not have to conform to a heel turn. You know what I mean? Yeah. But just develop a better version of himself to be in it. And like I say, I've said it a thousand times, Vince is clearly in build new star mode because, you know, this is where you start to transition where it's, it's uncomfortable in their first beginning runs. It's like Sheamus and all them. I didn't like them when they were first world champions, but then you put those guys in the match and they're, and they're legitimate main event guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they yeah. instantly make the match credible. So, you know, to see guys like Big E get into that space, um, I think he's ready now. As it, it was never okay. a situation where like, oh, he was never going to be ready. Because let's that's, that's keep it 100. When we first saw Big E back in NXT, we were like, oh, we might find a guy that can actually be look like he can be a black world champion. Yeah. This was before Kofi. By this time, even when Big E came, we had already given up on Kofi. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, there's no way in the world. You know, we thought he was past his prime. And then, you know, he did the whole New Day thing, and everybody was disappointed. But to see him still be able to be himself, and development he had his icy title run and he kind of got out of that and then now in this space he's got all this time to figure out how he wants to do it and um he has shown that he has it in him i think as he develops when they when they think that he's ready man i more power to him i mean you talk about another black world champion come on man like you you think i'm not gonna be okay with that (laughs) you know the thing is too people gotta realize this about the money in the bank briefcase you got a whole year um, that, that's I, the whole thing, and that's an eternity in wrestling years. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and a lot of people, yeah, because I mean, you just think about last year. Um, you know, Otis won, and people complained. Uh, and then you know, and I'll talk about Nikki Ash in a minute, but one of the things people kept saying, Oh, they got this year's Otis, and I was like, My thing is, I don't see WWE wasting that. And there's one of the things you said on the show that we did was yeah fans get upset because it's like okay this is an opportunity to build a new star and then when they kind of throw it away or when that star doesn't live up to the potential you know what i mean because maybe somebody in the back saw something in baron corbin right maybe yeah maybe somebody saw they all did he was getting a big push but he just wasn't ready yeah and and then they said okay it's not working maybe somebody saw something in mr kennedy and it's like okay you know we gotta get that briefcase off of him so i think you know if he didn't get injured yeah, you know, with Otis, I think that was a throwaway. I don't think nobody really saw anything. I think it was, a, and uh, yeah, you the know, era. they didn't know what they were doing. It seemed like they, and they were just trying to catch lightning in the bottle. Exactly. So with, but with, with, with like tonight with Biggie, like you say, you got enough time to figure it out. Um, you know, you can always. I mean, who knows? He could show up on Raw for all we know, and and cash in on Bobby. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought, and that's why I think I, I was kind of glad they. You know, didn't have the match before because had we known Big E was the, you know, with the briefcase, then everybody would have been calling for him, and you wouldn't have really been able to appreciate uh, uh, Bobby Lashley having a dominant win if that's something you did appreciate. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, but I, I'm excited for him to see what he's going to do, and I want to see. All right, 
Balls in your court. You got the biggest opportunity now. I mean, dare say you have a bigger opportunity when you hold that briefcase than you do with a Royal Rumble. Because when you win a Royal Rumble, you got two months to get it together. You know, yeah, you could be penciled in, but they always say it's written in pencil for a reason. In this case, it's typed up for a reason. But now you kind of got some time to get it together. So as long as he doesn't, you know, really crap the bed, he should be good. With Nikki Ash, I'm excited for her because I see superhero. And, and we haven't even got a chance to talk about her since, um, you know, because she's made a huge, tremendous change since we last did the show. Mm -hmm. But she is somebody who this fits. Like if, if anybody has ever had the opportunity of meeting her, I did some, you know, when they came to do work at my shoot job with the children, you saw like she was just there playing with them. And it was like a, it was who she was. Right. Like her and Alexa Bliss, they was playing. But like Nikki was getting like, you know, um, playing like she was behind under the soccer nets. Like she was in like they had her captured and stuff. So her being almost a superhero this is perfect for her. And, I, you know, I can see it being money. You know, people say they try to compare it to the hurricane. Well, let's not act like there isn't more, you know, there's a bigger disparity between all the men than it is the women. So you can make a superhero woman a world champion. And I think, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, like the hurricane started out as a joke. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, and, it, and it got over. <laughs> and it became one of the most beloved characters in, in all of WWE lore. Um, that's all he does. That's his money making when he's on the indies. Yeah. You know, that's people don't want to see Shane Holmes. They want to see Hurricane Holmes. They want to take pictures with Hurricane Holmes. That's what they always remember. And I think she has a... a I was like, what in the world is she doing? Like, WWE's tripping. Because um, mm -hmm. she's such a very intense and serious wrestler. Um, mm -hmm. But when... I found out it was her idea. I was kind of more relaxed. Like, okay, well, this is her idea. She's trying to make this work. Then, mm -hmm. you know, by all means, they have the right to do that. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it makes sense uh, to that degree. And, and you can see where, like, okay, they they believe in what she's doing. And, you know, they're always going to be this corny, cheesy gimmick, the superhero gimmick, and it's there on purpose. Like, it's supposed to be mm -hmm. corny and cheesy and gimmick because that's the whole point of it. Like, it's meant to be silly. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you need that, you know what I mean? You need that, you need a chance. Cause like, look, look on one end, you have like, uh, how you have an intense feud with like Charlotte and, um, and Rhea Ripley, you know what I mean? Woo! Everything doesn't have to be that intense, yep. you know what I mean? When it comes to the women's division, you know, you have a lot of heavy hitters, but then at the same time, no, you don't have a whole lot of entertainers, but she is, mm -hmm. she is coming to entertain, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. more, more power. Balance. To I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, you brought it up. Let's get right into it. Um, well, real quick, because, you know, Viking Raiders uh, came up short against AJ and almost. Were you surprised? Uh, yeah, almost is developing really well. Okay. Um, you know, a, a lot of people may be upset with the Viking Raiders and their, you know, a, a lot of people want to see a different version of them. Mm -hmm. But if, if you saw where those guys came from, I don't think they might be entertainers right now. Yeah, you know, I, I saw them in the early. I saw them in the Ring of Honor top prospect tournament. I saw them as a tag team. I saw them as War Machine, then as War Raiders and stuff like that. Um, I think they value being entertaining more than let's be wrestlers, be the best tag team in the world. You They're know making I mean? money. I mean, they've done it already, and you mm -hmm. know, what I mean, I don't make it seem that way, but when you've been there, done that, it's different. Yeah, you know, like a, a group like this is just not the D Rail, but just as, when you have a group like FTR. They they were WWE guys for the most part. You know, I, I don't know of them outside of WWE. Mm -hmm. You know, they were NXT born and raised from my perspective. I don't know, remember their 
career. Like I didn't see them in anything else. Um, but what you know, with Viking Raiders, they did everything already. They went to Japan. Yeah. They went to Rivai. Like you know, for their generation, that's like all the major stops before you get to the money. Yeah, you know that was that was that was kind of them. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, let's 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 adjust to this new form of tag team wrestling. We're not here to really start revolutions because if you look at tag team wrestling now, it's not still it's still not popular. They try to make it popular, and it's really not. You have to be entertaining. That's yeah. why the young bucks are doing what they're doing in AEW now, and they're still the most popular tag team there, not because they're putting on great tag team wrestling. It's because of what they're doing. They've gotten back into the we don't care butthole gimmicks where we, you know, they, they, they're trolling, they're being smart, they're just, they're kind of letting the, the flag fly, but that's what you need. Like, what if they were out there just putting on great matches? They wouldn't be a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's, why, that's why FTR is in the pinnacle, or whatever they call themselves, because they, you, you came in to be the best bet tags in the world, but now you're in a whole faction where y'all y'all beefing over a gimmick. It's a story <laughs> now. Mm-hmm. So, I digress. O- o- almost is developing well. I think he might be good. It's, yeah. it's, still, it's still early. He's big. But he does a lot of little things well. The small nuances, the screaming. He has a very intimidating presence, still a bit clumsy. But it's everything he does is believable to the point where the fans are saying, this is awesome. And half, and, and, and you got a guy in the best that really can't really do a whole lot of serious wrestling. But if you look at what he's been able to do compared to the other giants that have been in, in the world of professional wrestling, I'm like, oh, he's just getting started. He's, that, mm-hmm. he's doing that well. You know, with AJ Styles and the way they do their matches, he doesn't pretend to be something that he's not. Yeah, he literally comes in to be the muscle, and that's it. You know what I mean? And even him, they use his subtleties and his um, his things that he's not well against him for the story. Like for instance, he gets in and out of the ring slow because he's so big, right? Mm-hmm. That's something naturally. That's the way it is. And it's like, okay, here's the approach. We can't fix it. We can't change it. How do we use it to our advantage to make it seem like we're going to use that on purpose to further what we're trying to do? It's a spot in the match where he gets in the ring and he gets hit because he's taking so long to get out the ring. It's small. It's a psychology to it. Trust me. <laughs> the little things that make a difference that keep him safe. Yeah. Because if you put him in a ring, it's with somebody say, okay, now go out there and have a five. Somebody show us what you got. He's going to embarrass himself. Mm-hmm. You know, they go, oh, this big goof can't do anything. They, they're doing a very good job of protecting him while he's developing. And he may not be the best in-ring worker, but he's developing those small things that's going to make his presence and his character, his gimmick, last a lifetime. There's been plenty of footage that come through professional wrestling. He didn't make it. Mm-hmm. But the faces, the the mannerisms, his presence, his his actions, those things are getting better now, which is going to last a lot longer than his in-ring skills. So I was yeah. pleasantly surprised. I, I was so surprised that the fans were just into like it was a pre-show match and the fans were just as much into it as the regular card. So that was that was what I appreciated about it. And and it came across as believable, fun. And it just made sense, you know. I, I don't. I don't think it's the last time we'll we'll get this matchup. And I think at some point the Viking Raiders are going to catch AJ and almost slipping. But then after mm-hmm. a while, you, you, what do you do with the Viking Raiders? And then they'll be the reason that people people want to see the Viking Raiders because they would match up against AJ and almost. If the Viking Raiders are world champions right now, what what reason do we want to see them versus the Street Profits or whoever else ever? Like it's not it's just not entertaining enough because the Viking Raiders are just Viking Raiders. Who are they right now? Yeah, they had to show their range with the comedic act, which is good, but they're still Viking Raiders. AJ still AJ, and he's got this big giant dude. So that's that's an attraction by itself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, you know, and what else? Uh, before we get into the uh, a potential match, oh, the uh, shoot, I'm drawing blank. The Usos, you know, becoming tag team champions again. Um, you know, I thought that was a great way to kick off the night. 
Uh, you obviously was going to have some Rey Mysterio and Dominic fans in there. Dominic, this is his first run at wrestling in front of people, um, you know, and the, well, the WWE Universe. Uh, but I, I, I like the Usos winning. Uh, I thought, you know, I was and I, I picked them to win. I was like, yeah, it's time. You don't you don't really need to drag this out because uh, they're going to go back and forth. We saw them coming out, you know, so I think they're going to go back and forth. But it made sense now, especially knowing, you know, hindsight being 2020, considering you, you you thought, like I said earlier, you thought Roman was going to be in a good mood. You know, this was supposed to be a night of celebration. He just retained his title. He got this edge off his back and his cousins finally got in line and brought home the gold. And then Cena comes back. So, you know, it made sense as opposed to them losing. Now it's a whole different dynamic because he got to worry about them and worry about John Cena, you know? No, no doubt. I mean, that's this. Once again, the subtle nuances. Dominic Mysterio's going to be really, really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've been saying that for a year. He's a baby. He's, he, I said, man, he's, he's like, this is how he looks starting off. I said, he hadn't even got his feet wet, man. Like, once this, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know he's having a blast being there with his father, being able to learn from him. Uh, And I know it's, it's been a dream of Ray to be able to kind of, you know, walk his son through all this stuff and his, I guess, considering his last run, you know, he I mean, consider look at what Ray was doing 20, what, 25 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's crazy because it's like, we're getting another, we're getting another one. You know, of course they not built the same, but like, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. He's, he's done well. It was just, um, the, once again, the, the matches, all veterans in the match minus one kid, mm-hmm. you know, so three out of four guys in the matches, they, they really put on a show. Once again, it's, it's it wrestle looks believable again, you know what I mean? Yeah, like everything makes sense. And then even something as subtle as after the match, once again, I keep saying it, the subtle nuances after the match when they're celebrating. You saw Dominic and and Ray get out the ring. They were going to go after Usos like Ray's under the straps. So they was walking. I said, oh, they still want smoke. That's the first thing yeah. I said. And then and if you don't pay attention to that, you don't get it. But then later on that night, who comes running out to stop the Usos in the first place? Mm-hmm. Dominic and his pops. And I was like, see, that's that stuff that continues. And I'm like, man, you. You're pushing more than they push three different storylines in your main event. Like you, 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 you set up, you, you continue one feud, right? You go back mm-hmm. to a fresh feud, Seth Rollins and, um, you know, Edge, and of course, and then Dominic and, and, and Ray still got beef with Uso, so they couldn't get involved. And then all of a sudden, uh, John Cena comes back. So now you move that near, like, dude, you just took, you just killed three birds with one stone. Yeah. That's what your main event is supposed to be. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You're supposed to be so overwhelmed with everything that went on. You don't have time to complain about what you did and what you didn't like. So then when you do complain, it looks like a collar. Yeah. It looks like an editorial <laughs> in a newspaper, which is okay. But after a while, people won't focus on that because they have too many other things that they're interested in rather than focusing on the one thing that nobody liked. Exactly. So I yeah, like yeah. who who wins out of freaking Roman Reigns and Johnson? These are the gold. This is like the new Randy Orton versus John Cena. Like who wins? Like these, mm-hmm. these are the two most dominant figures in WWE history. Everybody knows that Vince is Golden Boys, and now they're gonna force the fans and they're gonna play against each other because now you have to pick. Well, which one is Vince like the most? <laughs> Roman's got this dominant run that doesn't seem like anybody can beat him. But if there was anybody to beat him, it would be John Cena. But is John Cena really going to lose? There's all these questions that you have to ask, and you just don't know the answer because, you know, but this is this is what's going to bring your TV ratings. This is what's going to bring your advertisers. This is what's going to bring fans out back on the road. Like John Cena's jump starting the run, him and Roman. Come on, man, on the card together. Whew, yeah. man, just just – Money everywhere. He got new yeah. shirt, new colors. Look like Green Bay pack colors. <laughs> yeah, they ready to start print money again. Give just get, let let in two years they probably be right back to where they were. Oh heck yeah, and, and probably sooner. You just never know, you yeah. know. Um, 
But tonight, most some people are saying this is the match of the night. Charlotte Flair becoming uh I don't I don't lost track how many times. Uh 20, but she's 22. Yeah, she's uh chasing her dad for sure. Once again, becoming the women's champion. I thought this was a phenomenal match. And um, you know, you we saw a vicious side of Charlotte. Now, one of the things that I've um noticed with Charlotte when she's wrestling. And she's wrestling somebody who's like not on her level, right? Like mm-hmm. she's not wrestling a Sasha, Becky, Bailey, or Oscar. Mm-hmm. The matches aren't always the greatest, right? Mm-hmm. You don't see her like her dad made stars. He built, you know, he made a living making other stars, so he had more people to work with. Right. I wasn't getting that with Charlotte, but man, tonight I got it. I felt like you know, and, and obviously Rhea Ripley's good, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Triple, what I guess you would call her a triple crown winner as as NXT UK, NXT women's champion, and uh, uh, Raw women's champion, right? But to see her go out there and go to another level, you know, and Charlotte, like, kind of say, all right, let's work. You know, she goes out there, she flips off the crowd, um, and you know, it's it's telling a story because you know, it's her first time wrestling in front of WWE Universe in a while, and they don't like her, and she's doing the little things, and you know. Working the leg, and at the end, I thought it made so much sense, especially considering how dominant Rhea Ripley has been and, and what they was building. Because, I mean, she beat Oscar. Nobody beats Oscar the way she did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Charlotte pushing her leg into the steps and, you know, just being vicious. Like, last time we saw her that vicious was she was in the ring with Ronda Rousey. And yeah. then and when it was time, you know, she made her tap. So I, I thought this was a phenomenal match. This is one I'm going to watch again. This is a new rivalry for Charlotte Flair and, and Rhea Ripley that I'm I'm loving every bit of it because mm-hmm. you know we, you know we, when you had the full horsewomen you know and Oscar you you looked at things a certain way right and now mm-hmm. you have this new young up and coming that's always been compared to Charlotte and they've got a real nice bitter rivalry going like you can't ask for more this is going to go down in history um, especially in women's wrestling specifically because it's like man this is we, we Charlotte embraced a different side of herself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, tired of dealing with the criticism, you know, and just embrace it. She's become this monster heel, and 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 she's officially Rhea Ripley's kryptonite. Like Rhea Ripley can prove that she has dominated everything, but when Charlotte Flake is in the mix, she has this <laughs> trouble. Like that's a great rivalry. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about Sasha and we talk about Sasha and and, and Charlotte. Sasha, Charlotte. After a while, you can only do it by so many times. Now it's it, who she was then versus is different than who she has become against a Rhea Ripley. I think they yeah. bring the they, they they bring the best out of each other because they bring a different element to the table that we have not seen before. Um, we haven't seen something uh, in women's wrestlers where two women are like, um, "Can you top this?" Mm-hmm. You know, they they the the thing that they're selling is the thing that they're trying to get away from, and it's like it's clear as day. They are so much alike, and they, <laughs> they both can't stand it, and they're trying to do everything to prove that that's not the case. Uh huh. Like all we really talk about is she had to change everything about her look because she was too busy being compared to Charlotte. And by this time, Charlotte was already a 50 time world champion before Rhea even got to the dance. She's like, I don't want to be compared to her. But the reality is, and even at their interactions over the next couple of, you know, over the last couple of weeks with the, the whole thing on Raw with the um, the crutches and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, I know exactly what you're going to do before you do it. And it's like, yeah, because the reality is, y'all don't want to face it that you guys are the same thing. Mm hmm. And they're doing so much to become so different because they don't want to be in the same conversation with each other. But now they're connected. And I think that's what makes a great rivalry. And 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 
when you look at it, you know, through different eyes of a wrestling fan, Charlotte is like really creating a, a she's going to be a problem. Like everybody was mad when she beat her at WrestleMania um, during the COVID era. I was like, no, y'all don't mm -hmm. get it. Like just for her to be in that conversation with Charlotte Flair was a big deal. You know mm -hmm. what I mean, and and to see where she was able to go, and what she was able to learn, and where she was, and what she was able to do after that, you know yes. what I mean. Um, and then now she's back in this mix, and she finally made her run. It's like, yeah, they they're creating a superstar in Rhea Rip because when Shadow Flair slows down, or, or they need a new dominant mix, Rhea Ripley can hang with the rest of the girls. You know mm -hmm. what I mean, and um, I I just I just it's it's brutal. Like I'm like, oh, this is rough, but it's like it's very intense. That's why it reminds me of Oscar. Oscar's that way. Yeah, put her ring to everybody because she's gonna tear somebody's head off. <laughs> you got to be able to match her intensity because if you can't, you're in trouble. Yeah. Um. So you know that's I I really enjoy Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair because this is like man, this is this is what you need. You're like you're this is a Rhea Ripley's stepping into the main event something serious because her and Charlotte just man, I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like I'm, I'm not the biggest women's wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. um, it takes a lot for me to get into it sometimes, but when I, I know stars when I see them, but the stars <laughs> that shine are like, man, whew, yeah. this is a good wrestling match. I'm not worried about men or women. But this is a good, this is a good wrestling match, and that's that's what I'm constantly getting from Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. And the best part is, it seems like it's only just beginning. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's definitely seemed like that, man. Um, whoa, what a night! I thought, like I said, I thought Money in the Bank was good. It delivered. Um, it was. You know, you could argue that it's the fourth, fifth biggest pay-per-view of the year. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I, me personally, I think, you know, you take out King of the Ring, you insert money in the bank sure. at this yeah. point. Um, yeah. But it, it, it felt like it was it was the perfect night out of you look at like the landscape of pay-per-views. So it was the perfect one to come back on and, um, you know, bring fans back, like I said, especially with the pops. And it sets you up for SummerSlam, which I can't wait for. Um yeah. And it's on a Saturday this year, too. So that's another thing that's going to be crazy and uh, very fun and interesting. Um, oh, Steve, that's for somebody else, baby. It was an accident. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, uh-oh, somebody gets somebody dusty. Uh, but, yeah, any final thoughts or any uh, things you want to touch on before we get out of here? Man, I'm, I'm glad to have the fans back. It's been a crazy couple of years, so years and change. Um, We're glad to have the fans back here wrestling around now as well. Yeah, it's uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a crazy it's, couple weeks. It's been it's been a good year. Like I said, we're entering an anniversary year, and so many even in this year, it's going to be special. It's going to last forever because of everything that's happening to it. Mm -hmm. um, the return of live audiences, just um, everything that's been going on in professional wrestling with Kenny Omega and AEW and Impact and MLW and Ring of Honor. Uh, you know, just every all these different entities, man. It's just been like okay. You know, it's 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 been fun. Jay White, man, how about that, real quick? Jay White showing up impact. White showed up at impact to approach Kenny Omega, and I was like, hmm, <laughs> let's see where the heck this goes. And everybody's mm -hmm. feeding into like, okay, so look, look, he's looking at the belts on the ground, and I'm like, so what is he going to show up on Dynamite next? Right, that's um, what I'm wondering. I, I like him in Impact because Impact needs that the most. Mm -hmm. Um, they need credible stuff. They got a lot of young talent, but they, but they need they need to continually bring in those credible stars. And uh, I'm interested, you know, I'm interested to see what happens. I'm interested to see what happens with Daniel Bryan um, soon, rather than later. Um, so yeah, man, I just it's a, to to me, Money in the Bank tonight was also something that kind of brought me back. Like this is this is why we do this. This is why this is fun. This is why it's 
you know, keeps you in why why you jump to the phones and the social media and the YouTubes and you know, you catch up on these types of things, man. So it's just I, I, I had a blast. It was fun. I'm I'm looking forward to, you know, uh Monday and Friday and Wednesday and whatever all these days these wrestling shows come <laughs> on. So every day of the week. Yep. So, uh but yeah, uh I, I you brought you, you I couldn't have said it better myself. You know, this was definitely one of them shows, them uh, nights where I couldn't wait to get here. I couldn't wait yeah. to get and do this show because it's like I want to talk about it, you know. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, that's all you want, you know. As a wrestling fan, you want to be able to continue that conversation, whether it's the water cooler, uh, clubhouse, Twitter spaces, which I hear is going away, or your broadcasting. You know, when there's a good wrestling show, and if like we're not doing a show, I'm on like different apps so i'm watching youtube videos of you know some of the other uh podcasters in the spaces because i want to hear you know i, I just want to continue that conversation yeah no doubt yeah but uh folks make sure if you haven't done so by now subscribe we have nine subscribers away from 1000 please 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 please, please. <laughs> so uh subscribe watch the shows drive up that watch time uh so you know we can continue give y'all this for free and have youtube pay us um so yeah y'all continue uh appreciate each and every one of y'all as always make sure you subscribe to and follow us on twitch uh now that i got no mercy uh i'll be playing that in the next couple of days i got a busy week yes. this week <laughs> so uh but i will definitely be getting to it shout out to my brother for making that happen um you know and now i could give it a fair assessment between that and smackdown too okay. know your role life, trust me <laughs> But uh, until the next time, folks, he's the real Dwayne Allen. <laughs> I'm Brian H. Waters. Too sweet. Houston, we have a problem. Yes!